Hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. None of us do. We want to be the main guy. Primary. Second, yeah, primary. Hmm. Primary industry, primary Stephen, primary Ivan. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. I don't know where that came from. Let's go with it. <laughs> and this is episode two of our podcast, But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, where we focus on our beloved show Seinfeld and we talk about the various secondary and minor characters so we focus on an episode and then we delve into the psyches i guess and hypothesize about these particular characters yeah there's a lot of uh i guess literature and 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 uh internet space for lack of a better term and other podcasts too that are devoted to the main cast yes so we thought that we would not spend so much time on those and um talk about as ivan said the secondary characters uh there's a lot of stuff about them, but we kind of build a bit more of a, a, a life and, an, and a history about them based on the limited limited information and screen time we have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's our aim. Yeah. Ho- hopefully you agree with what we have to say. Um, I hope so too. And yeah. if you want to, like, if you've got an opinion, we also have like an email address. We also have Facebook, Twitter, yep. also on YouTube, SoundCloud, and yeah. Word- WordPress. Did we say WordPress? Oh, it's, it's Blogger. Blogger, Blogger, right? Sorry. Yeah, the Google yeah, yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. Any any sort of social media uh, platform you can think of, we've probably got it. Yeah. Uh, and if we don't have it, then just use the other ones. Yeah. Whatever we have, but we'll advertise them. We'll put them all in the show notes. We do. We yep. do. And thank you for listening. It is our second episode, so uh, we had episode one last week, and yeah. uh, I feel like we did a pretty good job. I was pretty uh, pretty happy with it. What did you think, Stephen? Yeah, uh, not too bad. We've listened back a few times, and. Uh, pretty happy with it considering myself i've never really done any any anything of this sort Mm -hmm. um yeah so and i hope it'll probably only get better as we get you know get into it get into the groove yeah and i'm glad our listeners are here for the ride as well definitely yeah so dear listeners (laughs) dear listeners you're all lovely yes wherever you are in australia us or around the world i hope you're uh, enjoying yourself and uh, let's get into episode two indeed yes So, for our second episode, we'll be taking you to season four of Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Stephen, I do hope you like vinyl records, bald heads dipped in oil, and goiters. I do like all three of those things. Even the goiters. Probably in that order. Yes. Yeah. And if you have a goiter, let us know. (laughs) Because I've always been curious, uh, like, what a goiter actually is. That's like a lump, yeah? I think so, yeah. I was meaning to look up. Uh, medical images of goiters, but based on Elaine's reaction of a silhouette, I thought maybe maybe I better not. I might I might you know refund my lunch, as they say. And I didn't want to do that, so I enjoy food too much to not to not uh, have it sit comfortably in my stomach and to to eject it for lack of a better term. So refund your lunch, <laughs> refund my lunch. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but if you've got any pictures of goiters, or if you know anything about goiters, yeah, or if you have a goiter, yeah. please educate us because yeah. we're we're very goiter ignorant. Yeah, we are. We're going goit anti goiterist. No, we're not anti goiterist. No? We're just ignorant. We're just, Ignorant of, goiters. Ignorant of goiters. I have nothing against goiters or people with goiters. Nah, we love your goiters. Exactly. We love you and your goiters. Exactly. We love all of you, including your goiter. Yeah. So we just don't know anything about them. Yeah. So the more we know, the more we'll love you. Yeah. So please help help us learn. Yeah, that'll be like a spin-off podcast, the goiter exactly. hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Maybe we should get like a, a, a medical expert who knows lots about goiters to, you know, come on and have a have a, a hard, deep discussion about 
Yeah, goiters. <laughs> Could be done. <laughs> and people are probably thinking, is this a Seinfeld podcast mm-hmm. I've signed up to? Well, actually, yes, it is. Cause it is. In relation to the goiters, we're going to talk about season four, episode 18, The Old Man, mm-hmm. production code 418. Not, I guess not one of the most popular episodes of Seinfeld, but the secondary characters do make a, quite an impact. Yeah, and I would say they get just as much airtime as the primary characters. I'd uh, say so. Yeah. They're all individual. Uh, they're all different, so it's worth exploring and talking about all of them. I, I think. think so, yeah. And we've got a few lined up. We've got a couple of, I guess, the three old people, like mm. the the eponymous old man yep. is in there, Sid Fields. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about uh, Ben Cantwell, an old man that George takes care of, and then uh, Mrs. Oliver, a.k.a. the goiter lady. Mm. And plus uh, the maid the, from Senegal. Yeah, Senegalese yeah. maid. Yeah, Sen- Sid Fields' maid. And the record store owner too. Oh, yes. And we got a, yep. we got a bit of info about him. So. I do, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll get into that a bit later. We will. Now, as we do each week, we just give you a bit of a run-through, like uh, an episode synopsis. Yep. We obviously don't like repeating because there's been there's other Seinfeld podcasts that mm. do this so we don't want to just delve into an episode and analyze it and all that kind of stuff yeah but we need to run through it to to set a bit of a scene paint a bit of a picture and give a bit of context if we just start talking about characters you might not be too familiar with you might feel a bit lost or, or disconnected so I think yeah it's it's a good idea to set the ground there I think so so let's get into it the old man mm. so Jerry and George decide to volunteer to help the elderly um, after Elaine goes into the coffee shop where they are to tell them that she signed up now i find this very interesting because these characters are usually quite selfish now what would what would compel elaine to volunteer do you think uh that's a good question i haven't thought about that yeah i know it's not I, really I, part of the whole no 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 no, no. concept it's a, it's of the show but it's a good question to, yeah. to think about probably just self-satisfaction i don't think she's doing it out of a genuine desire to do something good yeah okay i mean her doing it has a byproduct of of, of, of good, hmm. but I don't think her motivation is from a genuine place. Right. You know, there's there's a lot of criticism of, of altruism saying it's for own, for your own satisfaction. Maybe that's where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe someone guilted her into it. I maybe. have no idea. Yeah. Maybe she just had a guilt trip and needed to alleviate it. Don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. But I, I, would, I would guess that it's from, you know, the need to, to feel better about yourself rather than make other people's uh, lives a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it'd be that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent, man. So anyway, just carrying on, continuing with the plot. Mm. Uh, continuing, Jerry is assigned to an 87-year-old geriatric bad-tempered old man called Sid Fields, <laughs> uh, played by Bill Irwin, mm. uh, the late Bill Irwin, uh, yeah. who has a housekeeper from Senegal, played by Lainey Chapman, who does not speak English. George later becomes attracted to her because of her lack of English yep. and the fact that she's able to rub, get oil rubbed on his head to dip... I think, deep, I think deep, anyone oil could do his, that, yeah. but just the fact that she's into that, yeah. the fact that she's willing to accommodate such a specific request, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I don't think many people would, So, especially upon a first meeting. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess that's why he's into her. Yeah, but when we analyse the character, we'll, we'll yeah. get to the crux of it. Totally, yeah? totally. Cool. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Elaine is assigned to a lady who has a large goiter mm-hmm. lump sticking mm-hmm. out of her, the side of her neck. And again, <laughs> if you know anything about goiters, please help us. <laughs> please. Uh, although this and her um, and uh, Mrs. Oliver's front aren't seen on screen, it is revealed that she had an affair with Gandhi, the mm. Mahandas. Yes. Uh, ma- ma- Mahatma. Yeah. Uh, much to Elaine's su- surprise and later delight. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Uh, then we'll get into that. Uh, George depresses depresses his assigned senior citizen, Ben Cantwell, played by the late, another late 
uh, person, Robert Donnelly, yep. uh, by questioning his outlook on dying. Mm. As Ben is happy to live life at the age of 85. How dare he? I know. How he, dare he be happy? He doesn't even look I, 85, the actor. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he no. does really well. Apparently he was, though. I, I, I can't remember his he was birth 85. year and death, but it was really close. He was like 83 or something. Wow, at the yeah. time of recording. Yeah, he was really close Back to his character age. Yeah, I think he was born in 1910. Whoa. So that would have made him... Yeah, I think he was born in 1910 and died in 2004, from wow. memory. So, he yeah. would have been 83 I've got, in the episode Yeah, end. I think he was. Let me just pull up my notes, mm. because we are going to get into Ben and a bit about the actor as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah he passed away in 2004. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's right. And I think yep. he was born... I think he was 96, so that would have... He would have been born, yeah, in 1910. So, he would have been 83 when the episode was, was filmed. Jeez. Uh, maybe he lived... Maybe, maybe the actor lived the life that the character <sighs> talked about, and that's why he looks so good. Maybe. Stress-free life. Stress-free. I don't know. We'll talk about it more, though. Yeah, stress-free as an actor that's yeah. interesting yeah. <laughs> yeah we will talk about that yeah I'm just surprised he would have been t- two years old when the Titanic sunk wow Jesus yeah freaking insane Jesus anyway, good on yep. him yeah good good on him yep good life good life indeed yep. All right. Meanwhile, um, with the B story for this one, Kramer and Newman come up with a money-making scheme where they sell vinyl <laughs> records. Now, you have to remember, like, in this modern age, obviously vinyl records are more of a big thing yeah. these days. But back in the early 90s, it was the advent of the CD. It was you know, the peak of the CD. The peak of the CD. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, vinyl records. Like My, my uncle, he's got, like, he used to have, like, a big vinyl collection, mm. like, he told me, like, when Zeppelin ACDC, like, first prints of this, first prints of that. Yeah. He threw them out in the 90s because he thought records suck. Yeah. Shit. They'll never come back. They'll never come back. Yeah. And he's like, I'm spewing. I could have made a couple of grand off my my collection. Definitely. You know? And I always wonder if, you know, in fashion and music, anything or most things that have a, have a, have a, uh, you know, have an expiry date, Mm. they usually come back around in vogue. You know, people want them again. And I always wonder, will that happen with CDs? And I don't think it will because Mm. vinyl's regarded now because of its warm sound. Yes. You know, there's the smell and touch and there's something romantic about it, whereas yeah. CDs are kind of cold and I don't know. I just don't think they'll ever... Co- I don't think in 10 years people will be like, I shouldn't have thrown out all my CDs or <laughs> given them to cashies for three bucks. Yeah. Because, yeah, I just... And they have sharp edges. Yeah. They can be sharp. Yeah, and they are literally cold too, so... Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Vinyl's warm and lovely. I love vinyl. Yeah. I've got a good 23 records Ooh. at the moment. So, yeah, building. Slowly. Someone's a, lot a hipster. Of- Oh, someone. <laughs> Let me just pull out my typewriter. Yeah. And I'll, I'll write you an angry letter. Yeah, I'm actually a hipster, so <laughs> yeah. pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, Mr. Lumberjack with yep. your lumberjack shirt and your, uh, your moustache. Definitely. And double. Shouldn't I have a beard for that? <laughs> oh, you should. Yeah. Where's your axe? You left it in the uh, I did. kitchen. Yep. <laughs> I decided to give it the axe. Oh. oh. Moving on. <laughs> so with this B story, you know, Kramer and Newman want to sell vinyl records. And, you know, back in the 90s, yeah, that's, you know, not worth it. If it, if they were doing it now, my God, they would have made a bit of bit yeah, of Yeah, they would have cleaned up. Yeah, especially with the record collection mm. that they had. Mm. That's some pretty good ones in there. They did, yeah. And I got a couple of uh, interesting ones mm. uh, that I'll talk about a bit later as well. A couple mm. of interesting uh, records that were in the old man's uh, collection. Yeah. If you, if you watch closely, you can see some good ones. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a couple I'll, I'll mention in a bit. Mm. Um, so they go to Sid's place to get his records, but disaster ensues, uh, including Sid biting Kramer with his dentures, which results in them being flung into the sink. Mm. And uh, while trying to find the light switch, George accidentally turns the garbage disposal on, which damages them. Yep. And Sid Fields, as a result, he goes missing. Mm-hmm. Things go awry. The yep. uh, the head of the volunteer agency comes in, and apparently their reputation's now in tatters because yep. they lost a person. And then his 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 son, his son and I think his son daughter and daughter-in-law come in, and yep. you know say, well, how do you 
how do you lose a person? Yeah. You know, and then yep. things go awry. But of course. there's a good ending yeah. in the end. Yeah. You know, it, it all kind of wraps up in a weird way. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, so other side characters in this one. So Newman, he plays a major role in the B story. Yeah. About the records. Mm. Um, and in this episode, we find out he's a mailman. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty big uh, turning point for Newman as a character. Yeah. Before that, apparently early on, I think when it was being developed, or it might have even been talked about in season one, mm-hmm. Newman's character originally was going to be the son of the landlord or the owner of the building. Really? And he was going to be a spoilt brat who oh. could get away. He could be Newman. Yeah. But he wasn't accountable. No one could, could hold him to account because he was was the son of the landlord so he could get away with anything but is that right yeah that was oh, going to wow. be the original sort of pitch for newman but <laughs> for, i don't know why but for what for whatever reason yeah they decided to go with you know the newman that we all love slash hate mm. um yeah so there you go yeah and that yeah when we find out he's a postal worker it's a pretty big it's a pretty big uh it's it's a defining part of newman yeah because it sets up a lot of future episodes <sighs> yeah crazy I, I did not know that about yeah. newman at all there you go. There you go. So something new. Mm. I learned, Stephen. Something new, man. Jeez. And we're, we're the ones that, that are meant to give knowledge to the listeners, but you're giving knowledge to your uh, fellow co-host. Indeed. Jeez. Indeed. And uh, speaking of giving knowledge to the listeners, obviously that's a two-way street. Yeah, I if, guess. Uh, you know, we're, we're pretty knowledgeable and we love Seinfeld, but we, we understand that there are probably fans who know more or additional stuff. So if you have anything, send it through. Yeah. Email us, Facebook us, message us, correct us, rant at us, whatever. Send it all through. We love it all. Yeah, good. Love it. Mm. Love it. Because <laughs> the mail never stops. No. <laughs> we hope the Facebook messages don't stop. No, we hope so too. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, yep. YouTube, all that jazz. We'll put that up. Yep. Uh, the record store owner, played by Tobin Bell, makes a couple of appearances as well, uh, with the latter meeting with Newman and Kramer ending in a self-described brouhaha. Brouhaha. Like yeah. Brouhaha. Brouhaha. Yeah, that's it. A good a good word that should be brought back into... to. to it's a, you know, normal conversation. I think so too, yeah. yeah it's a good yeah. word. Yeah, it is. Feels, feels like an old-timey word, like bully or something like that. Or nincompoot. Nincompoot, yeah. Nincompoot. Like an inoffensive old-timey word yeah. that would have been highly offensive in the 1920s or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A hoot and nanny. A hoot and nanny. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. offensive. Yes. I'm still offended by that today. Totally. Let's. <laughs> you, you need to deal with that, Ivan. Yeah, yeah I should. Uh, and a couple more side characters, very minor. Sid's son and daughter-in-law make an appearance when mm. Sid goes missing after the biting incident. Mm. Bite gate. Bite Kramer gate. Bite Kramer gate. <laughs> Bite Kramer gate. <laughs> <laughs> and the agency rep also makes an appearance. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, she might be an actress or whatever, but I don't know. I just feel like her lines were a bit forced i don't know just she didn't seem like actor-ish yeah her lines you notice that yeah she could be an actress i I don't know if if you're listening now drop us an email say hey i was actually an actress yeah Hmm. she she serves the character well yeah she does she doesn't i guess she just doesn't fit the mold of a secondary character that's normally in seinfeld okay she's just very straight laced Mm, mm. very very much a company person yeah so yeah yeah but that's all that's all that was needed yeah she's fine she does the job yeah but i guess there's no jokes in what she says and Seinfeld being a comedy I guess it would make her not as memorable as the side characters that do have jokes maybe I guess she's the serious relief yeah yeah <laughs> you know, they have the comic relief the reverse comic relief the reverse yeah, yeah, comic yeah, relief yeah, yeah. that's it <laughs> that's it cool man so that's pretty much a, a plot a synopsis of the old man mm. uh, yeah season what was that season 4 yep. episode 18 mm. production code 418 yep. originally aired in 1993 mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah yeah towards the end towards the end and when we do come back we'll just have a short break yep. but we'll come back and we'll talk about the side characters indeed let's do it yeah 
and you're listening too, but I don't want to be a secondary character. I want to be a secondary character. I, I wouldn't say the latest podcast. I don't know if there's been Seinfeld podcasts that have been released, but one of the latest podcasts about Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. But this time it's about the secondary and minor characters that make the show so memorable. Yeah. The uh, the unsung heroes. The unsung heroes. I yeah, like that. There's already a lot, of, uh, a lot of podcasts and bits and pieces about the main cast. We focus on the secondary characters. We do. Talk about them, hypothesize, build, build a bit of history and, and uh, context around them. Yeah. They, they need a bit of love too, don't they? They do. They do. Everyone needs some love. So oh, we're going to give it to... His love. I hope I don't get sued. Yeah. Who's hoping? Sorry, Sir Paul, if you're yep. listening. I know. Is he the only one still alive? No, Ringo's oh, alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ringo, Ringo <laughs> seems too nice yeah. to, um, to sue. But Remember, at like, the time of recording... Lovely. No, it's fine. I'm so sorry for any... Uh, People from Liverpool. Liverpoolians for that horrible, horrible accent. It's based on The Simpsons. And I hung it on me wall. Yeah. No. And it's hanging up Marge's painting. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) I remember that. Anyway, that's for another time. (laughs) Yeah. But but, yeah. When we run out of Seinfeld characters, we'll we'll talk about Beatles appearances in The the Simpsons. Yeah. Or even in pop culture in general. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be a lot of material to work with. Oh, tons. We'd have like eight seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Crazy. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Who knows? But at the time of recording, Ringo and Paul are still alive. They are. At the time. Yep. So, there we go. Mm. Here we go. Side characters, minor and secondary characters for the old man. Mm. Season 4, episode 18. Sid Fields. Yeah. Focus on him, the eponymous old man, the titular old man. Definitely. Sid was played by Bill Irwin, who uh, passed away in 2010 at the age of 96. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and and good thing, Stephen. Interesting thing. Like Larry Thomas, uh, last week we did the Soup Nazi, and Larry Thomas played the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like him, uh, Irwin was also nominated for an Emmy for outstanding guest actor in a comedy. Yeah, in '93. And that's just an accident. We picked two episodes, and both yeah. the secondary characters happened to be nominated for Emmys. Well, which is em- awesome. say Emmys. 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 <laughs> You're my Emmy. Might no, not not C M M M M M M M. Anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> moving on. Did he win? No, he, no, he didn't. Uh, but he was nominated. But yeah. it, it's very good. It goes to show, like the Soup Nazi last week and the Old Man. Mm. You know, they, they've had huge pivotal roles. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it just shows the quality of the writing back then too, where even someone who doesn't get a lot of airtime in the episode, what five ten minutes each tops. Their lines and characters are so memorable that mm. they're being nominated for Emmys. Yeah, so which is crazy. I'm sure if you looked at a lot of the, at the other nominations of that year, the secondary characters might have had ongoing roles in that season. I'd say so. Yeah, these people only appeared once, mm-hmm. maybe twice. Yeah, which is yeah, I guess just a testament to the quality of the show. Yeah, crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So mm. yeah, two two Emmy nominees we got. Mm. Can't complain about that, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> Also, a couple of other things. Uh, Bill Irwin, he had over 250 film and TV credits to his name, mm-hmm. including roles in uh, The Man from Del Rio, The Night Runner, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, and Home Alone in guest roles yep. uh, for the latter two movies. John Hughes movies. Mm. Go figure. Yep. And apparently he had a few roles in John Hughes films. He was associated with him in the 80s and the early 90s. He okay. was in a few of his films as in cameos. Yep. So, yeah. There you go. Mm. Uh, he was also in ooh, some big, big TV shows in the 50s and 60s. I Love Lucy, The Andy Griffith Show, Mr. Ed and Maverick. They were yeah. big shows. They were. Like 50, 50s and 60s. Yeah, Huge they shows. were. That was seminal. Yeah. And I'm pretty massive. sure the name Bill Owen is a tribute to Albert and Costello. Uh, I think he was a writer on Albert uh, Costello. It's, it's, it's Sid Fields. Sid Fields? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, no, right, right. Yeah. Bill Owen's the actor. Sorry, yeah, Bill my Owen's bad. the actor. Yeah, yeah. A bit, bit um, all over the shop today. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> he was the writer. He was one of the writers on Albert and Costello. 
And uh, I'm pretty sure it was a tribute because Jerry and George were big fans. Yeah, no. So, so Sid Fields, he's mm. named after a character from Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we're, we're a bit lot, of cr- lot of corrections for me. Oh, that's okay. Just email yep. us if there's any other corrections. Yeah. <laughs> and Jerry Seinfeld is actually a fan of Abbott and Costello. Yep. So there you go. Mm. Um, now, that's pretty much the actor and the character. That's all the info that we could scrub up about him. Yeah. Let's delve into the character, Stephen, as we do each week. Yep. We focus on a character and then we dissect it we hypothesize and mm. we come up with what we think is a conclusion and uh why i guess a person the yeah why they are the way they are yeah we're basically amateur psychologists pretty much <laughs> we don't have degrees but we've got podcast equipment so uh, and a voice definitely Voices, so we got it yep we're good indeed uh let's get into it huh i guess we should start by talking about uh, you know who he is in the yep. episode so he's he's curmudgeonly i think that's a good i try and use that word as much as possible curmudgeonly sounds yep. like something you spread on your bread can i have some curmudgeon please yes you can well <laughs> sid fields has got a lot of it oh, uh, yuck. <laughs> no thanks that wasn't in, meant to be interpreted literally <laughs> I was gonna say, I think yeah I'll metaphorically yeah uh yeah he's quite uh abrasive <laughs> he's paranoid <laughs> he totally paranoid very paranoid he uh he believes that everyone is conspiring against him he's quite negative I would even say he's nihilistic. Like Seinfeld. Kind of. Nihilistic, yeah. Yeah, kind of. He's like an old old man version of George. Yeah, he's at, he's at the end of his, you know, tenure. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a, you know, he's doing pretty well in, in Australian terms. He's on a good innings. Yeah. Like for cricket, if you he's follow at the cricket. End, he's at the tail end of a good innings. A tail end, yeah. yeah. If, if you follow cricket or you're in a cricket-loving nation, you'll yep. know what we're talking about. Yep. I guess in baseball, it would be like the, the bottom ninth. Of the, ninth. the bottom of the ninth. Yep. He's on the bottom of the ninth. Yep. Home yep. run, one home run to win to win the World Series. And if you're from another country that doesn't have cricket or baseball, apply appropriate sport metaphor thing yeah. to Insert your country. Sport here. Yeah, I don't that's know it. anything else. So. No, that's okay. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And also for Sid, I, he I feel he's highly suspicious of others, yeah. uh, including Jerry, who's um, supposed to help him. Uh, mm. He claims his housekeeper, this from Senegal, steals from him. Yeah, she steals from me. Yeah, I don't know if that's yeah. baseless yeah. or I don't know based on if he's just paranoid in general. Probably. Uh, and he he, sus- he suspects that she has a boyfriend too. Yeah. Are you yeah. a boyfriend? Yeah. Are you going to kill me? Yeah. He, <laughs> kind of, he kind of arrives at these really severe truths based on nothing. It yeah. kind of just escalates everything. <laughs> yeah. You know. It, it, You're going to kill an old man. You're yeah. a coward. You know. Oh, Bill Owen played that role so well. So well. Oh, so wow. good. So good. Great. So funny. So great. many good lines. Yeah. I know. And then, and then uh, he has that joke at the end of their first interaction where he asks Jerry to 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 uh, change his diaper. Yeah. Could which you change my diaper? He's just, he's just rubbing it in. Yeah. Jerry. He's, yeah. He, he's not going to literally change his nappy. Yeah. No, I, I realize that, but I... <laughs> It just seemed a bit out of place. It's funny, but it's just, it's just odd. Yeah, yeah. I never, I, I never truly understood it. Uh, you know why? He, I guess I never truly understood why he's so satisfied. Yeah, because he's so chuffed with himself when he asks him, and he doesn't even give Jerry a chance to respond. He just makes the joke or <laughs> asks him, and then and slaps his knee with his own self satisfaction. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway. I get it. I yeah. get it. He's just rubbing it in and, yeah. you know, because he's an old man. Yeah. You know. do, you th- do you think he's had a hard life? That's why he's so paranoid. Or do you think it's mm. a, debil- a, a decline in maybe, you know, mental capacity? I think he's come from a very humble background. Mm. You know, he probably came from a nuclear family. Yeah. You know, mum, dad. Working class. Working class, I'd Definitely, say. Definitely, yeah. I think he doesn't have too much money. I think mm. he's just one of your standard average yeah. yeah, he's on the pinch. I guess like a pension or social security, whatever it is in the United States. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. And I think yep. he just always lived like a modest life. Mm. I think he's had enough to get by. Yeah, 
Okay, yeah, that's fair, I think, based on if you just do a quick assessment of his apartment, he's not living in a fancy, he's not living in squalor, but no. he's not living in a fancy place. No. It's pretty pretty modest, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's like an apartment. So I guess that's a reflection of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I always wonder, is he paying for the housekeeper or do you think that's like a, a live-in position and maybe it's subsidized? I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> I don't know, because I, don't I, know I, think, I, think, I think, you know, if you're on a pension, it's, it's pretty costly to have a housekeeper. Mm. So that might contradict our idea of him living modestly. Maybe he has got money, but he's just frugal. Maybe. Know, stingy. Maybe, you know, growing know. up in like the Great Depression, yeah. you know, in the 30s, he would have been a kid. Yeah. You know, so growing up with, you know, mm. you had to line up for a day to get bread. And yeah. you'd be lucky to get bread. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think those experiences would change someone for the yeah, rest of their life. They would. Yeah, and well, you, know, you, would appreciate, you would appreciate what you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then again, like he, on the flip side to that, he, he's very reluctant to part way with his things. Or mm. uh, well, sorry, at least to his kids. Yeah. Um, he's happy to get rid of his possessions. Mm-hmm. But then when uh, when they're being taken, he's very resentful of that. So yeah. he's he's a contradicting person i think so too. you know he wants yeah. to just get rid of his his stuff he abuses jerry for asking if he's getting rid of the <laughs> that's records that's what you do to garbage you idiot <laughs> yeah idiot <laughs> oh, great lines so, so good you so good line. yeah i love it um <laughs> but then when uh when when kramer and and newman come to take them yeah he he, he calls them hyenas going through the garbage yeah so it you know, he he doesn't know what he wants. He's all over the shop. <laughs> he's all over the shop. Yeah, yeah. is is very confusing. But maybe the housemaid does steal from him. Maybe yeah. he's not as paranoid as we make him out. Yeah, maybe maybe we're not giving him enough credit. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Maybe we're just maybe we're being ageist. I think we are. Probably. We're just assuming yeah. assuming the worst because we're young, arrogant jerks. Oh yeah, Gen Y millennials. Uh, whatever. Whatever. The worst. Whatever tagline they like to give us these days. I mean, I was Gen Y, but now I'm millennial. Like, what am I? But I'll Gen Y. Just what? a jerk. We're just both jerks. We're just jerks. Yeah. yeah. We're just young, know-it-all jerks. Young, dumb, and you get the rest. Yep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is a family show, Ivan. Oh, it sure is, yes. <laughs> Even implications. Yeah. True. No, we'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> we don't want that explicit tag on, on iTunes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or do we? Explicit. No, we do. <laughs> Parental advisory sticker. We'll just put one on. Nice. That would be weird if we got an explicit tag for something that we didn't say. Yeah. You know, because it was suggestive rather than, uh, you know, direct. Oh, you always got to keep your bases loaded. Definitely. <laughs> keep them covered. So that's Sid Fields. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much, I guess, all we can say. Oh, a, a couple of things. I was, I was going to mention um, a couple of records that mm, Sid had. That's right. Yeah. One of them was, or two, two of them that you that you probably see when Kramer and Newman try to bring him out. Mm. Back in Black by ACDC mm-hmm. and the Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street. Obviously, two big albums. Obviously a classic rock fan. Yeah. Which I guess would tie into his working class, our working class uh, idea. Because, I mean, you know, ACDC and the Rolling Stones, they were working class working rock class bands. blue-collar bands, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. Just, they're amazing bands, but they're just straight-up rock and roll bands. They're not intellectual. They're not proggy. They're not avant-garde or anything. They're just three-and-a-half-minute rock songs to, to appeal to the general yeah. working-class person, I guess. Yeah, and at the time of recording in the, in the 90s, mm. he would have been, what? How old would he have been in the 60s when the Stones came out? Like... What, probably 30 years younger? Probably in his 40s or 50s? 50s Definitely yeah, middle age, yeah, somewhere around listen there. listen to the Stones. Yeah. But a lot of young people listen to the Stones too, like yeah, 20s, I think, 30s. I think they have a pretty wide appeal. If you see the Rolling Stones live these days... Yeah, it's uh, everyone. And, yeah. Everyone from, from like from, 2 to 80. Exactly. They rock up. And I, I think that's always been the case. Yeah, yeah. So, so. yeah. Good. Hmm. And um, just one more thing before we do move on. Hmm. Um, with Sid, I feel like he does have 
some kind of hostility with his family. Yeah. Because he mentions, um, just paraphrasing, I don't have a script in front of me of, of the episode. It would be weird if you had the script in front of you. Hey, I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? The, the original script. The original script. I paid $17,000 for this, but it was worth it. Yeah, and all Jerry wanted was a cup of coffee. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, cup of coffee, that's fine. All yeah. right, loves his coffee. <laughs> Anyway, um, with Sid, so I feel like with Sid, he's got issues with his family because when Jerry um, talks about throwing the records out or giving the records to Kramer and Newman, yeah, the old man he says something along the lines of, "I wouldn't certainly wouldn't give them to my family." Yeah, that's, you know, that's that's what I mentioned. Yeah, where he's reluctant to give it to his family, hmm. but he's happy to give them to complete strangers. There's obviously some unresolved issues there. There's something, yeah, yeah. But they again, you've, uh, would they be the result of his paranoia, or would they be genuine issues that he has a right to feel resentful about? You know, if they've mistreated him or not, not spending time with him or it's probably that yeah Yeah, i'd say so it's hard to tell because he's sort of you know because he shows paranoid tendencies it's hard to take his claims seriously but you don't want to doubt them completely no you don't so yeah as i said mixed bag contradiction uh contradicting men but uh yeah funny nonetheless most importantly hilarious and emmy nominated bill Irwin, the late bill Irwin, legend good on you fella yep all right next character ben mr ben cantwell yes played by robert donnelly who passed away in 2004 you mentioned a bit earlier in the program 96 96 yeah that was a very good innings yeah yep it was a very good year (laughs) his credits include roles in the films cocktail and bushwhacked cocktail the movie with tom cruise yep um ben appears to also this is just my theory like just going from Robert, I couldn't find too much info about the actor. Yeah, I don't think he's been a prolific actor. No, maybe just as a side side thing to his main gig in his life. Yeah, maybe he was a late bloomer. Maybe when he was like sixty or seventy, he's like, oh, I'll start acting. Not sure. If you know anything about him, let us know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we couldn't find anything in our research. Yeah, well, we couldn't find much, I should say. Yeah, yeah. But he did, you know, considering he had a, a short time on the show like mm. in the episode he played he played the character well he, yeah. he did enough he did what was needed to yeah, demonstrate he, the character he was kind of anathema to the to the to the whole not just the character's own outlook on life but the whole idea of the show which is about nothing like he you know the fact that life is kind of meaningless and pointless for the cast that didn't bother him you know he, he was sort of the reverse in attitude towards life i found which yeah. was kind of refreshing which probably made him more memorable because he wasn't you know, nihilistic and, and empty. You know, he was happy with everything that he had and he was yep. grateful for every moment that he had. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that he was... I, I'm thinking one of two things, two mm. possibilities. He was either married and mm-hmm. then his wife passed mm-hmm. and then he had a new outlook mm. on life. Maybe that made him appreciate... You, you know, know, the little he, things in life. Yeah, he suffered a lot with her loss. He was deeply in love with her. Um, or it could have been, you know... He was never married. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, he just was just a free spirit. Yeah, maybe he travelled a lot. Maybe he came from a, I'm a, you know, some sort of creative, artistic background, and he travelled a lot and he explored a lot and he's very satisfied in his life experience. Yeah, yeah. Might have been born into privilege as well. Oh, so he possibly. You know. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say that if you are born into at least financial privilege, you probably have a few less stresses than most people. Yes. You know, and you probably are a bit lighter, and you have a more carefree attitude. Yeah, floating, so, floating on air. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, but yeah, no, the widowed thing I think is 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 pretty possible. Pretty possible, yeah. yeah okay. I think he's too nice and too. I think he enjoys people too much to not have been in love or married with someone in I the think past. So. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, whether it was marriage or not doesn't really make a difference, I guess. No. But he could have. He, yeah, I think he's had some sort of deep loving relationship, and uh, 
yeah, and he suffered a lot through that. And uh, coming through that, he's, he's sort of got a, a new lease on life. And he appreciates what he has as opposed to what he doesn't have. Maybe. I think that's a pretty good hypothesis. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. that's pretty fair. He's, yeah. 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 And I mean, he, he obviously doesn't even let age bother him. And, you know, he even puts up with a lot of George's crap. Oh, which I was going to yeah. mention as well. I, you know, in light of what he did or what George did to him, you know, mm. George was in the diner saying, how could you not think about death? You're so close to the end. Are you that senile? Are you that senile? And that, and that, the writing's on the wall. You're not an idiot. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love how frustrated George gets. That rather than being happy that someone is just so okay with the, the idea of aging and eventually yeah. dying yeah. <laughs> and just so well-adjusted in their own situation, rather than being happy or trying to learn from that or, or understand that, he just becomes frustrated. Yeah. And to the point of outrage <laughs> and he starts more or less abusing him and giving him a hard time he calls him an idiot i know yeah which that's, is just that, i mean that's george but. <laughs> yeah, that's why we love him that's why yeah. he's my favorite character <laughs> yeah. on that's, that's why you love him and hate him he's just he's douche. despicable but so, just so despicable yeah but he's so unashamedly himself mm. that you can't help but but admire that on some level yeah. I, I love the bit when ben gets up after george says are you senile yeah are you that senile yeah and he gets up and george goes where are you going yeah and then he says to him life is too short to waste on you yeah i think that's basically a summarization of his of his motto of life life's too short to waste on insert whatever he doesn't want to spend time on yeah. here anything negative yeah maybe maybe that's why it's positive maybe he's intentionally avoided you know everything negative in his life or you know he just he intentionally focuses on the good things um he's a yeah. supreme optimist definitely you know I've, I've heard of worse philosophies so <laughs> good on him good on him yeah Good. So that's two of them. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Yep. And we'll come back with uh, the Goiter Lady. Yes, Mrs. Oliver and the maid from Senegal. Like, yes. Is it Senegalese? Senegalese. Senegalese. That's her language. Yep. Yeah. She's from Senegal. She's from Senegal. I'd yep. say the maid from Senegal. Yeah. The unnamed maid. Yep. You're listening to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. We'll be back. And welcome back to uh, I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. But I don't want to be a secondary character with a pod- my puffy shirt. <laughs> it's uh, it's a Seinfeld-based podcast where we explore secondary characters in the uh, nine seasons of Seinfeld. I'm Stephen. I'm Ivan. Yeah, and uh, today we're talking about uh, Season 4, Episode 18, The Old Man. And so far, we've had a bit of a yarn, had a bit of a a, 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 a chat, I guess. Yeah, we which have. Which is the same as a yarn. Yeah, it's same. About, about two of the characters, Sid Fields and Ben Cantwell. And uh, now we're going to chat about the third elderly person. Her name is Mrs. Oliver. And uh, she, I guess, the most distinguishing feature about herself is that she has a self-described large football-sized lump jutting out the side of her neck, yes. a.k.a. a goiter. A goiter. <laughs> goiter, it just sounds so... It's like a, it sounds like a Jewish name. It's yeah. Like, I, I think it sounds like uh, what's there's a Jewish word for uh, like if someone creates a demon, it's like a, a I don't know. Let us know. Send yeah. us an email or drop us a Facebook comment or a tweet. Just yeah. let us know. Yeah, I've got to yeah. look that word up. I'll mention it next week. Or Jerry. Hey, yeah. if you're listening, Jerry, you're, 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 uh, you're Jewish. Yeah. But, That's you know, true. Hit yeah. Us up, man. Yeah. Cool. Get in touch, Jerry. Cool. We'll we'll have you on the show. You can tell us in person. Why not? Yeah. Well, he's coming. Uh, he's coming in July, August to Australia. True. So yeah, yeah. See how we go. Yep. <laughs> Don't like our chances, but no. it's all good. Yeah. Worth a shot. Yeah. So yep. Mrs. Oliver, she's played in an uncredited role by uh, Edie McClurg. She's an actor and voice actor. 
And uh, she's actually had a really extensive film career. She's been in movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Natural Born Killers, and Flubber. Hmm. Yeah, and she's also done many uh, voice acting roles in films like Cars, Wreck-It Ralph, and A Bug's Life. So a lot of Disney Pixar ones. Yeah. Obviously, uh, loves the Disney there. So uh, she's assigned to Elaine. Well, Elaine's assigned to her yes. in the episode. Yeah. And uh, you never see her face, which I think is interesting. Hmm. Um, I guess I guess Seinfeld do that a lot with like the Bubble Boy, and a lot of characters where the less you see, the more more memorable they are. Yeah, and also you know, like George's boss Steinbrenner. Yeah, exactly. The Yankees. You yeah. never see their face; you just hear their voice, and and obviously the back of Steinbrenner's head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you don't even see the silhouette of the goiter, which is frustrating in a way, but is also cool because it makes it more mysterious. You know, yeah, exactly. You're a uh, you know, it's more enigmatic. Yeah, but she does describe the goiter as a football shaped. <laughs> lump on the side of her neck so i guess you could just you don't really need an image that's true to justify you yeah just, you have it yeah jutting jutting is a pretty uh you know self-evident term you don't yeah you don't need a lot there <laughs> you don't <laughs> there's not much left to the imagination yes yeah and speaking of the said goiter <laughs> i have a theory Stephen, that mm. uh, her goiter um, hadn't actually stopped her from living a normal life i think she's one of those people where you know some people are born with an affliction like that and it might bring them down their self-confidence they might yeah have low self-esteem Mm. I think with her, I think she's a free spirit, much like Ben. Yeah, a free totally. spirit, and I think the goiter even developed later on, mm. or she had it since she was born or as a child, and she just learned to live with it. Yeah. She grew a thick skin. People, kids might have bullied her at school. Yeah, she's like, you know what? Screw you. Yeah, I, goiter, I, I don't I think care. she let something that would have affected a lot of people uh, affect her. Yeah, I think you know, so. It probably made her more resilient yeah. and more determined to do whatever she wanted to do. Yeah. Which uh, most memorably included having an affair with Mahatma Gandhi. Gandhi. Yeah. That's the biggest peacemaker in... I know. One and of the biggest it- peacemakers in history. <laughs> Jeez. She, she seduced him. I guess so. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Maybe he had a... Maybe he fetishized goiters. Maybe he was totally attracted to football say, football size <laughs> lumps jutting out the size of his neck. Maybe. You know, everyone's got their kinks. The Who knows? F- forbidden pleasure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the passion. <laughs> she says it so seductively as well. She's reliving that memory. Yeah. 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 No, the, Edie McClurg played that role really well. So well. Her voice was perfect for that. She was great. I think yeah. she, at the time she was like in her 40s. Okay. And she played like an 80-year-old woman. Yeah. yeah. She's got that croaky kind of mm-hmm. old developed voice so yeah definitely on point you know it's my goiter <laughs> something like that and yeah. i love how uh, i love how the, i guess the comedic effect of uh the impact of when she reveals that she had a had an affair with mahatma gandhi because she's just recounting this boring story to elaine brahmin cows about how uh-huh. yeah, yeah she used to go on a like a road trip or something yeah, sort of, yeah like in a car in an automobile <laughs> oh, man, an that's automobile it. ride that's and, it and they were going through fields and they viewed uh brahmin cows and and elaine's trying to feign interest and she's just like yeah oh yeah cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah 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 okay and then just out of the blue out of the clear blue sky and that's when i met mohandas is that what she said that's when i began my affair with 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 mohandas yeah yeah yeah. and And then she's and then elaine's like what yeah yeah it just the way that's set up is great great writing it's good yeah and i reckon the best part is when when she mentions that Gandhi used to dip his head in oil and rub it all over her body because that's what exactly it mirrors what George wants with yeah. the mate. That is that's just good writing. It that's is great writing. Yeah, that is perfect. Yeah. Do you think Elaine would have? I guess she would have found out, like you know, after the episode. If the episode were real life, she would have found out after that uh, George did that with the maid, and um, 
and then you know being a bit freaked out that it was also what the old lady and and Gandhi did as well. Probably, yeah, like yeah. A, like a strange. That's a strange coincidence. Maybe Jerry said it in passing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or like, hey, by the way, we saw George. Yeah, you know. and then and then she would have said, hey, that that's what the old lady used to do with um with, uh, <laughs> with, with Gandhi the, with Mohandas. With Mohandas, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. Mohandas. The way she emphasizes that with Mohandas, hilarious. Gandhi, so good. Yeah, so. Uh, Back to what we were saying, I, I think you're right, Ivan, in that she, you know, she was probably born or uh, developed her her goiter early on in life, yeah. and while that would have made a lot of people uh, repulsed, know, repulsed, um, she didn't let it affect her life. Nah. I'm sure she had moments of doubt of and uh, moments where she wanted to hide away and and not be who she was, but eventually, I think she embraced it and became. Yeah, bit yep. of a bit of an adventurer, bit of a Yeah, I think she yeah, yeah she well, she travelled to India. Definitely. So, you know, travelled probably across Asia, Europe. Yeah. I reckon she went everywhere. She did, did a whole world tour. Did Mohandas ever come to uh to America? I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. No don't idea. Know. Yeah, I don't know. He probably did. I think he was a bit of a traveller, so I yeah, don't know enough was. about his history. Yeah. But uh All I know is his movie was good. Yeah. I haven't seen that either. Yeah, from the eighties. Okay. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh Ben Kingsley. Okay. I think he won an Oscar. Right. He was nominated at least. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you may have won. Yeah. Okay. In the sure. case of a, a white person playing someone who isn't white. Oh, well, that was... <laughs> those are the days. You know, it was back in those I know, days. I know. Man. I know. I'm just, I'm just introducing unnecessary, uh, you know, political and social commentary into uh, our podcast, I which I'll probably do from time to time. You probably will. I reckon the best one is when John Wayne played Genghis Khan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the best. Yeah. Or uh, in Short Circuit, I don't know the actor's name, but he was a white guy, and I think they painted him brown oh, wow. to play the Indian-American guy, the creator of... Uh, uh, Johnny Five in Short Circuit. Oh, have you gee. seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, okay, do you know the movies? Oh, they're they're classic eighties movies, Short right. Circuit and Short Circuit Two. Okay, and it's about this. I guess you call him. A, he's a robot, and he's he's self aware. I guess you would call it a, like true AI. Okay, yeah. And he's created by this Indian American engineer. Sure. And the actor, I don't know his name. He's white, totally white. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was English or okay. American. Yeah. And they they. Painted his skin brown. Like oh, it looks wow. genuine. Yeah. But he was an English white guy playing an American guy, oh, putting on this really bad Indian accent. Oh. Yeah. But like you said, that was the time. That was the time. Yeah. And yeah. it's not done now, which is which is good. Which is good. At least yeah. there's more diverse actors. Well, you they, know, they cast, cast people. You know, they an Indian person plays an Indian person, or an Asian person plays an whatever. Yeah. Um, not all the time, but it's getting better. It's getting better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back back to our. Back to our podcast. Back to our social goi- commentary aside. Yeah, back to our goiters. So, <laughs> you almost spat out your water <laughs> when I said that. You were close. <laughs> nice. That's what yep. we love. That's why we love recording. <laughs> Watching Stephen just refund his water. <laughs> refund my, my dinner? Lunch? Your lunch, mm, your, your lunch. liquid dinner. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Gandhi, I think, was a pivotal moment in Mrs. Oliver's life. And yeah. um, I don't think she was ever married. But mm. overall, I feel like she had a great life and she Definitely. just wants to settle down. Yeah. I think uh, just before we finish up on uh, Mrs. Oliver, I think, you know, when Elaine visits her, she's in the dark. She's She she sounds and seems... You get the vibe that she's kind of a recluse. Um, she doesn't have much human contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's very open about something that most people would probably be secretive about. Yeah. So I don't think she has much human contact. And maybe after she had her affair with Gandhi and for whatever reason that ended after that she kind of lost a lot of a lot of her previous sort of pizzazz for life yeah probably you know like that that was sort of gut-wrenching for her and Mm -hmm. that you know that took a lot of the wind out of her sails so to speak maybe you know and then you know she became more and more reclusive and 
introverted maybe i don't know that's that's a pretty big fall to have an affair with someone like him um you know of his fame and and i guess just influence and then to not be in a relationship with him that's a pretty pretty slippery slope mm. i think tough you know, call yeah it's, yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty uh big high to to come down from i think so yeah yeah no but that, i think that's a pretty good summary of uh the goiter lady totally this is oliver yeah anyway to the second uh second female character the senegalese maid the maid from senegal yeah senegalese. who doesn't have a name so no. we're addressing her as she's credited yep the senegalese maid yep. played by laney chapman with mm. uh, she had roles the actress laney chapman had roles in uh, judging amy mm-hmm. she was in a tv show called space above and beyond which went for a few seasons she was okay. like the main character which is interesting right and uh, she was also in the movie you like this movie white men can't jump love that movie don't you know that white man can't jump white man can't jump in case you haven't figured out i love questionably you know questionable 80s and 90s movies like short circuit white man can't jump nice (laughs) that that had woody harrelson yeah it did wesley snipes that's it yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, it did and uh rosie perez as well she played uh woody's woody's girlfriend there you go yeah so. Good old Woody. Woody's going to be in the uh, new Star Wars. He is. Yeah. Is he? In the, in the Han Solo. It's like the Han Solo. Oh, the side, uh, side, side movie. Yeah, he's in it. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. Yeah. Nice. They're getting all the... Yeah. Woody's a cool guy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, me too. So I'd have a beer with Woody. Yeah, i love yep. to have a beer with, with Woody. Remember yep. that old song? Yeah. <laughs> replace Duncan with Woody. Yeah, with Woody. Yeah. used to replace any name with, with Duncan. But it's got to have two syllables. It has to. You could, yeah. you could say Ivan or Stephen. Or Stephen. Yep. Or Seinfeld, Jerry, Kramer, Elaine. <laughs> yeah. Not George, though. Yeah, I don't want George. <laughs> no. I'll I, I, I like with Georgia. Yeah, with Georgie. Georgie. Yeah. Georgie. Yeah. Costanza. I don't know. Love to have a beer with Can't Stand You. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much um, the info about Lainey Chapman, the actress. Yeah. Um, so her character, as well as Sid Fields, actually, they make uh, two appearances on Seinfeld. Mm. Uh, the. So this episode, The Old Man, and also the fourth season finale, The Pilot Part 2, yeah. uh, where her and Sid are watching the pilot being broadcast, and mm-hmm. Sid goes, hang on, I know that man. He stole my records. Yeah. Yeah. Does she say something in that scene, or does she just nod her head in a She just nods her head. Yeah. Because he thinks she doesn't speak English. Yeah. So. And that's that's still yet to be determined, I think. I think she can, but I think she's hiding it. There was an alternate ending. Yes, you told was. me about. Yeah, I, I told you about well, that a little while ago. Yeah. Apparently, when they were writing the episode, they were throwing around uh, ending ideas, and the last scene. One of the ideas was having the last scene, uh, her revealing in some way that she can speak English, and she has a really <laughs> thick New York accent, and she's never been to Senegal. Maybe nice. her parents were Senegalese, and she was yeah. just a, uh, you know, a first-gen American. <laughs> But uh, that was sort of going to be like a little fun twist where the episode implies that she can't or it's suggested by the characters that she can't. But in the end, she reveals that she can. Nice. But I I think they chose the right ending. You know, they kept kept it kind of mysterious, Mm -hmm. you know. So I, I don't think she can, but maybe. I don't know. I'm undecided about that. Yeah. So I think that's the point. Yeah, that, that is the point. Mm. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I think it's meant to be ambiguous. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So do you think that she has been in america for a long time if we go with the idea of that she can't speak english i think that would imply that she is an immigrant i figure um, she's maybe a university student yep. and maybe she's doing that as a part-time job okay yeah do you think she's moved over to america permanently and or she's just over here to study or on exchange and she's heading back to senegal i'd probably say the former i'd okay. say she's here permanently yeah mm. yeah I guess, would many people move back to Senegal? I don't know. Perhaps. I don't want to make any assumptions about the country. I don't know much about it. but uh, Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. I guess it depends on, on your situation. True. Yeah. That's true. Or maybe she fled from Senegal. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it was 
I don't know. Or I don't know the history of Senegal. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah it could have been like a civil war or maybe yeah. some kind of famine or something. And then she just yeah. came over. Yeah. Or maybe she has a thick New York accent and she's just pulling everyone's legs. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. And she's, she's very receptive to George, which is kind of strange because I, I think th- most women find him a bit... A bit repulsive. A bit creepy. Yeah, he's a bit creepy. And even though she can't understand what he's saying, his body language, if you wa- if you watch that scene on mute where he's he's asking her, so you don't speak any English, and uh, he's helping her put the food away mm-hmm. in the cupboard, even his body language and his facial expressions, he's... He's can, creepy. Yeah, he's a, bit, he's a bit weird. So the fact that she is not immediately repulsed by him is... is it's fine if she's into him. That's fine, but it's it's just surprising. It's different to most other women in the series. One thought I just had then. Yeah. Do you think like she's come here maybe to try and find like residency, like come to the United States? Mm. Maybe George trying to advance on her, mm. like towards her. Maybe he she's thinking, oh, I might marry him. And okay. Maybe I'll get a green card, or I'll get a yeah. Uh, I'll become a U.S. citizen. Maybe yeah. she's maybe she's thinking, wow, I've got to, all I've got to do is rub, get his head to rub all over my body. Yep. And he could yeah. be my husband. That does like happen. Maybe she's maybe she's hoping to stay in the country. Yeah, possibly. No, that's, that's, assuming assuming she's from Senegal. Yeah, I mean that that is a possibility. People do that. They they fake relationships in order to uh, yeah to to get a green card or get married or some sort of. Uh, advantage, so yeah, that's a possibility too. Yeah. And, Who knows? Yeah. and George would be the kind of stooge that would fall for it. Definitely, I think yeah. So. yeah, yeah. He w- he wouldn't be able to see past his uh, superficial, you know, base sexual needs <laughs> to uh to see you know that he's being duped. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think he's that that uh that that savvy no. with it, with his own you know his own life. <laughs> he's pretty silly. He is very silly. <laughs> so last character for this yeah. one. So the record store owner. So Stephen, you've got a bit of info about him. He's played by uh, Tobin Bell. Yeah, and, uh, he's he, from a very prominent recent series of yeah, films. Saw. He's yeah. uh, actually the serial killer in Saw. I can't remember his name Jigsaw. other than the Jigsaw Killer. Yeah. But doesn't he have a real name? Like a, I think like he a, does. Like a non-serial killer name? Yeah. I don't know. I've watched it in ages. Yeah, I, I mean, after Saw, after the first Saw, I lost interest. Yeah. They're, all pretty, it, they're all pretty bad. They just turned into gore porn. Yeah. You know? Like, let's let's dismember people in the most bloody, disgusting way as possible. Yeah, when he got to Saw 87, I thought, oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just, done. I thought, uh, I saw too much, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's probably what he's most well-known for. And he does play a pretty good serial killer in the, in the series. He's got that kind of deep, husky, gravelly voice. Uh, much he, like in uh, this episode. Yeah, he's he's a pretty... <laughs> He's a, he's the cliche record store owner. He's jaded. He's probably a failed musician uh, or failed in the industry somewhere. And uh, but he still wants to be involved in the industry. But he's kind of washed up. You know, he probably tried to judging by his clothes and I guess his character and his haircut. Um, <laughs> the fact that he still has a very very prominent mullet. I would say that he sort of grew up in the sixties and the seventies. I would hypothesize that he probably listened to like the Allman Brothers and the Eagles oh, in America, yeah. like the AM soft radio rock, rock yeah. that very safe rock. 
And he's probably a really good musician or a really good, you know, band member or whatever. Or a good cover artist. Yeah, but he, he just never never made it to the big time. And I think that's why he's so jaded and, you know, frankly, pretty rude to to Kramer and Newman, even though they're idiots and they, des- <laughs> they deserve to be punished. They do. <laughs> they're very silly human beings. <laughs> he's still pretty rude to them. Um, but, again, that's why we love him. Five dollars? Yeah. We got Al Jolson here. Al Jolson. <laughs> what do I care about Al Jolson? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He can't even – What? who's uh, Sergio Mendes? Sergio yeah, he, he can't even can't, go to the bathroom in south america well, that's his problem what do i care like he just doesn't he's so flippant about everything he doesn't care about yeah. anything dismisses everything like, <laughs> yeah, exactly he's like who's elvis i don't care yeah, yeah it's yeah. like what well, you know what what have you got here al jolson and you know Sergio, oh come on like yeah nothing is he's, he's unimpressed by everything yeah yeah i think he's just very down and out i think so yeah do you reckon he's the same guy like he is jigsaw maybe maybe, maybe he just he hates humanity so much. Maybe, like the record maybe. store was his last straw. He's like, that's it. Yeah, I'm maybe. gonna take my revenge. Yeah. Kramer <laughs> and Newman were like the last straw. Yeah, they. I can see that happening. Them, <laughs> them, them two, those two idiots coming in and trying to, you know, push a really bad collection of really dud records that no one cares about, tipping him to the point of, you know, seeking moral revenge on on people who he feels deserve uh-huh. and really, you know, complicated traps and. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, I think that, so, that's yeah. a good point. He's he's actually Jigsaw. He's yes. Jigsaw. Yeah. yeah, and uh, just a side note, a very personal side note. Uh, he he has my favorite line of the episode, which is where uh, uh, I guess Newman and Kramer are desperately trying to bargain with him or get more money out of him, and they say uh, they object to his five dollar offer, and uh, they say uh, I think Newman says, "Do you know how much these are worth?" And he just completely matter of fact, he goes, "Yeah, five dollars." <laughs> yeah, five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He just reinforces his own offer. Yeah. Because he's just, he's, yeah. Just because he can. Yeah, he can. He's got the power. You know, he's they're in his world, so they have to play by his rules. Do you think he owns the store or he's just working there? I think he does. He owns it? Yeah. Or owned it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So that's, uh, oh, you, sorry, Jeff, something else? Uh, about, not about him. him. No, I think I've crapped on about him a bit too much. No, no. Or enough, good. enough, enough. I think he's a very mysterious character. He's yeah. minor, but he, he does make, he does do well on the episode yeah, like totally. the others. So. Yeah, and in the end, he um he's he must have a violent streak as well because he he jumps the counter you know after being given what a pretty childish insult you know he's not being abused. I you know, loathe you. Yeah, I mean th- those those insults are comical more than offensive, but obviously he's got a short fuse because he jumps the counter to try and fight them, and obviously something ensued. A, a bruja, a bruja, a bruja, a bruja, a bruja. Yeah, some sort of event. But uh, yeah, I think. I think my, my theory is that he's a washed up musician, yep. a failed musician, and uh, he's just, he's holding on to that and he's never gotten over it. That's pretty know. fair. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. But uh, who else have we got? Oh, that's it. Okay. That's all we got. Well, we did, I, I did mention before we had like some minor characters like yeah. the son-in-law, yeah. the son and the daughter-in-law of yeah. Sid and, and the agency rep, but I think we covered them. Yeah. I don't think there's much, there's not much to work with there, so it's probably not worth uh, going into too much about them. No, I don't think so. I think I think we've done pretty well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that's about it for episode two. Yeah, and that wraps it up. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And uh, again, if you want to get in touch with us or if you want to send us feedback or correct our facts or uh, add to our preposterous theories and hypotheses, please email us, please Facebook us, please tweet us, please whatever us uh, to let us know your thoughts, good or bad. Yep. And you can also stream. uh, We're on Blogger. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also stream it on YouTube, SoundCloud and iTunes. Yes, you can do it on all of them. Subscribe. Uh, if you like what we're doing, um, talk talk to your, your mates about it, to your workmates, to your family, to anyone. Spread the word. 
And uh, apparently it's good. I don't know much about it, but if you leave a written review on iTunes and give us a star rating, apparently that's good for exposure. Oh, do it. Do it for any of the platforms. Just yeah. leave us a comment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 do it. Yep. Yeah. So good or bad, send us. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we're still on our training wheels for for this. So yeah. uh, it's only episode two. Yeah. So we got plenty to go. And uh, I, I guess you'll find that down the track we'll, uh, I guess, you know, improve. And yeah, uh, yeah it'll be great. You'll, you'll be along for the ride with us. Hopefully. And uh, oh, another thing as well, other than feedback and corrections and thoughts, uh, if you have any ideas about who to do podcasts about, yes. uh, any characters that we might be overlooking, um, or, you know, want to make us think twice about something that we might have already considered, please let us know because, we, you know, I guess we want to have a list as well. Um, you know, yeah, so so do that. Good. Please. 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 Well, my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. Yeah, you just came, you faded in, you're like, I'm Stephen. Yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and that was But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, Episode 2. But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. I do. Oh, okay, you are. Yeah, I am. And uh, next week, we're going to be doing, for episode three, we're going to be doing The Library. Yes, great episode from season Season three, three, I believe, with uh, Bookman. Bookman. And The Librarian. The Library Investigator, Investigations Officer. Yeah, takes life a bit too seriously. But uh, yeah, have a listen to that. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to talking at you. Talking at you, yeah. Talking at you. We look forward to you listening to us talk at you uh, next week. So take care, y'all. And thanks again for listening. Thanks again. Bye.